0: Last week I talked about being holy in a dirty world and then today I was talking about what motivated Paul because in fact Paul had a a strong sense of he got attacked by the Corinthian church, he got maligned, he was felt physically in jeopardy, he felt mentally stressed, emotionally in jeopardy. He felt overwhelmed at one time, as a matter of fact. He even said in between his first and second letter to Corinthians, he said, we, I have had all kinds of situations, troubled on every side, and outside were fightings, inside were fears, and there was this turmoil going on. And, and while Paul recognized that all of this sort of thing was going on he talks about what motivated him and what was important to him and i mentioned this morning that you read it in first corinthians second corinthians rather the uh, the fourth chapter and the fifth chapter he would say things like we've received this ministry and we've received uh, mercy and this is what causes us not to faint by that continual Uh, influx of mercy as he says later on in the fourth chapter of 2nd Corinthians that we have a treasure in earthen vessels that the power doesn't come from us, but it comes from inside the power and the presence of Almighty God, which is why he would say that somehow I have to, you know, stay. In one sense, day by day, I have to stay full of the Holy Ghost. As my wife said, as I have to daily say, Lord, I need Your presence. I need Your power. I have to humble myself, as the Bible says. We either fall on the right or the rock falls on us. One of them, we're broken. The other one, we're crushed. And it's up to me. Do I want to say, well, I want to be broken before the presence of the Lord. I hope so. That's the only way I'm going to fight the spirits and the things that are out there in this world is to stay broken before God and in need of God. And that's why he would say, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, not in despair, persecuted. We've quoted that. But Paul was going through it. What was he saying? He was saying that it doesn't touch my spirit. While I'm going through it, while I'm being attacked, while I'm being maligned, while I'm being misunderstood, I'm not going to let it touch and affect my spirit the spirit because I don't want to be in despair I don't want to be despondent oh I I'm always bearing about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in my body he goes on to say that you know here we have this sense of uh, we don't faint though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment works afar more exceeding an eternal weight of glory why keeping our eyes on the things that are not seen and he jumps into the fifth chapter of course in the early manuscript this was a letter there weren't chapters and he talks about how that we've got the earnest of our of the spirit that we know whether you know and then the fight is should I be in the flesh or not in the flesh and if this earthly tabernacle were dis- dissolved, well, then I wouldn't be here. And wouldn't that be great? More, hello. Are y'all listening to me tonight? Wouldn't it be great to be in heaven where you have no more problems? Wouldn't it be great if you're walking down a street of gold, you have no more problems? And yet, you know, what does that mean that we should all jump off the nearest cliff? No. <laughs> Why? Because he said the love of Christ constrains me, meaning that I, I realize the impact that I can have on somebody else or somebody else's life. And so I suffer through the things that I'm doing so that I can be somehow a mouthpiece to be a blessing to somebody else. How many times have we all been encouraged because we see somebody that we know whether it's Brother Richard walk in or whether somebody else, Brother Tim or Brother Tracy and we go, wow they can do it, that means I can do it I'm going through it, but you know what they're here praising God, I can praise God, I don't care, why because somehow I realize the love of Christ, I may not be doing it for just myself I'm doing it for the body so whenever he tells them here, he said you know uh, the love of Christ constrains us and then he goes on <clears throat> to basically say and I read it this morning and this was the last slide that I read to you was that he said if any man be in Christ he is what? a new creature what are you saying? that the Lord wants to regenerate every one of us he wants to make us a new creature now what does that mean? it doesn't mean that you kneel down and you're you know a uh, 62-year-old and you stand up and you're 18-year-old. It doesn't mean a gender transition. It doesn't mean all of that. But it's that the very fact that the Lord wants to get in your mind, in your emotions, in your h- heart, it, you say, well, you don't know what I've done in the past. You don't know how, where I've been. I'm telling you there is a power that can break every genetic predisposition. There is a power. I don't care if you were raised by alcoholic parents. I, there is a power that is greater than whatever you've been born into. There's a power that's greater than your your heritage. There's a power that's greater than everything else. What is that? That's the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and fire is able to change you and transform you. You don't have a reason to be able to say, Well, I was born this way. I was raised this way. It doesn't matter. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. The Lord is able to take everything and wipe it away said, behold, all things, all things, not some things, not a few things, but all things become new and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to whom? himself. Himself by Jesus Christ. In other words, he has the one. And what, the, what is the ministry of reconciliation? I talked about the word of reconciliation. The word of reconciliation is not just simply the word of reconciling me and you, but it's I gotta get to God and you gotta get to God. And if we both get to God, then we'll be together. Right. But it's not you and me, it's me and God. And, and notice what he said. He had, Given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself. And only God can do this. Not what? Imputing their trespasses unto them. What do you mean? Only God can take and wipe the slate clean. What do you mean? Well... I'm saying that I understand. There are some, and, I, and I, you can name the situation. There are some folks that, you know, their, their family, their brother, their whatever has done something to them, and they say, you know, I can't forgive him. Well, you have to forgive him, but you don't have to be reconciled from the standpoint of, I don't have to go over there for Thanksgiving. You understand? What are you saying? Well, I, 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 I can't make it all go away because their trespass is against me. I can't make that go away. But God, on the other hand, is able. Any trespass against Him. God's able to wipe it all away. What a privilege. Oh, you know, I, I take a gun and shoot somebody, and I, I murder, and then I say to the judge, well, I want to be reconciled, you know, to that family. We had a had a court case. I don't know, made it on my my news, uh, my phone, where, you know, a guy got killed. I don't remember what a police lady thought she was in her apartment. It was in somebody else's apartment, and the brother comes and hugs her, and that's lovely, and the judge comes down and hugs him. That's wonderful, but guess what? He still went off to jail. Sorry, but there was a thing here. But he said here, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of what? reconciliation. What is that word of reconciliation? Let me tell you, I know a God that can forgive you. I know a God that can change you. I know a God that can regenerate you. That's the word of reconciliation. That is the word. Let me tell you, you have not gone too far that you can't come back to God. You have not gone. You say, oh, but you know, and I I have preached, and I have have been evangelist, and I've had people that would sit there, and they'd say, but I have blasphemed the Holy Ghost, from which there is no return, there's no repentance, and I'm not going to do all Bible study on that right now but let me tell you what blaspheming the Holy Ghost is. Blaspheming the Holy Ghost is not just one simple act that you do one time but it's when you continually refuse to allow the Holy Ghost to draw you and to lead you and to bring you why? Because I believe that the Lord is reaching for people from the very moment until the last moment that they can He reached for Judas He's reached for everyone. I I don't believe that there's one and done or two and done or five and done. I don't believe there's one. I believe that there is a ministry of reconciliation. Jesus went to the cross so that my sins could be washed away. He will do anything he can to get you back into the fold. Yeah. Yeah. What a privilege that is. is! That is a word that we have and someone comes and says Pastor, I don't know. I've gone too far. I've done too much. I've been I, I say, oh, no. No, sir. And if you'll notice, I'm, I'm sorry, what, what did he say here before this? And I read it this morning. He said, for we commend ourselves. We're not trying to. The love of God uh, commends us. And he his whole point of all of this was that we are. The love of Christ constrains us so that we have one thing. And that is that we want to somehow realize that we have got a responsibility to tell someone about the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, what a privilege that is. You know, what a privilege it is that you can tell someone. And he said here, and I, I, I went forward, I got it back on this chart. It says, into which God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself that's a one God scripture he didn't say part of God was in Christ the son of God was in Christ a third of God was in Christ but he said God was in Christ reconciling the world so now which God was that was it I'm glad there's one God I'm glad I know that God was in Christ For what purpose? Why are you saying that? Because in this hour, it's like, you know, everybody is all the same, it doesn't matter what you believe, I want you to know that the power that you understand that God was in Christ reconciling us to himself. What are you meaning? I am meaning God did not send a third party. How ridiculous would that be if I said, you know, oh, I just love this person so much that I, you need to go die for him, Honey, what are you talking about? You need to go die for him. The Lord, what's so powerful about the plan of salvation was that the Lord wanted Adam and Eve to live in the garden, and to, you know, to be fruitful and multiply in the garden, and there be no sin, no sickness. But before he even made them, he knew there is a strong possibility that Adam is one day going to sin, and he's going to. And so I'm going to be prepared. The entire Old Testament talks about there was a lamb slain before the world was even created. It wasn't that he didn't have faith in. Adam. It was that he knew when Adam messed up, he already had a plan in mind. I'm telling you that God knows where you're going. He's got a way of escape. He's got a way to get you out of it. Don't ever think you've gone too far that God can't reconcile you unto himself. There is a word of reconciliation. And then this last slide basically says 2 Corinthians, the end of this chapter, you can actually start into the 6th chapter. But he said, Now then we are, what are we? Ambassador. Ambassadors for Christ. It's only used one other place in the Old, in the New Testament. The Greek, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you, how? By us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God what are you saying and I know we had a long weekend busy and Esther Joseph today and I thank you already been mentioned we didn't stand but probably it would impact almost this whole church if we had to stand that you either bought something, or you made something, or you worked, and you were involved in decorating, and I, we go through all, all of that, and it was tremendous. And I know Sister Jan Smith's mother's been in the hospital, and yet <clears throat> working, and people here, sacrificing for the body, and I thank you for all of that. But I, I want you to know that's who we are, as an ambassador, for Christ meaning we're not doing our words but we're trying to do his words and, and our our words are be ye reconciled to whom to God I, I don't have to know all of your issues to know you need to be in connection with God once you get in connection with God God's able to work everything else out in your life. But the key is, will you die daily? Will I I come up? And every day in this sin-soaked world, and I I know, Brother, Sister Rogers had a great word today, that sense of, you know, repentance comes before revival. And, And if you don't have a sense of being broken, and I need God, to restore me and I need God to wash me and, and I know you can stand and say well pastor I didn't do anything bad I didn't I'm not the guy I didn't do that I didn't oh but I need his presence every day every day because just if a dead fly flew by and dropped on me the fly fell over and fell out of the sky according to the Old Testament I'm useless if just a dead insect touched me, much less the dead of the murk. My dad looked at me today and he, he told me about a, a, a shooting that happened in New Hampshire Saturday on my birthday. He said, did you hear about that shooting? I said, no, I didn't have my phone. And it was a Pentecostal church, 75-year-old preacher, 60 year old groom, 60 year old bride, 37 year old came in. I guess he didn't like the marriage. Bam, bam, bam. Three shots. Everybody happy for you, Sydney and Josh? All okay? Do I need to wear body armor or anything? Come Friday now? Saturday? Steal, kill, destroy. It wasn't one of our United Pentecostal Churches. It was an independent. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what organization they were in. I don't know if they were in any organization. I'm not speaking disparaging of the people, but my point was that same church a month ago, the <coughs> pastor got up to preach and somebody walked in and killed him. Oh, it's not going to happen here. It's not going to nobody... I, spirit to steal kill and destroy my dad said so I got on my phone I typed in New Hampshire shooting I looked at read it all I read about it did y'all hear about it before I I I hadn't even heard about it happened on my birthday gonna send him a text how dare you do something heinous on my birthday (laughs) but what do you say here are people that are trying to be ambassadors. What is an ambassador? And, and, I, and there's a whole lesson that it could be on an ambassador. I'd ought to study sometime what it means to be an ambassador. Because an ambassador doesn't do his own will. Huh? An ambassador doesn't even stay where he wants to stay. He has protocol to follow, he doesn't just socialize with everybody, he doesn't, huh? You're an ambassador, you represent another power, you don't represent yourself. When you think, well I go to my job, I do my thing, I do what I want, let me tell you, you don't do what you want, you're an ambassador of Christ and what is your job? is to reconcile people to who to God I want to encourage you to worship I want to encourage you to pray I want to encourage you to live for God why am I doing that because I know the spirits that'll get a hold of your mind and your heart where you'll feel under distress, you'll feel anxious, you're gonna feel attacked, and there's only one way I know to fight that spirit, to steal, kill, and destroy, is to keep full of the Holy Ghost and to recognize I am here on a mission and this world is not my home. I'm here, but everybody I meet, I've gotta be able to tell them, explain to them uh, the hope that I have in myself, why I have a smile. On my, what are you doing? Because I want you to realize that I am an ambassador. In fact, they have some, you know, I, I was listening to a report one time about, you know, there's an ambassador can only stay on certain floors in a hotel room because, you know, they have security and they have fire and, huh? I know we've got an ambassador from ukraine that's been called back home and big fight and testimony and all that but i'm just telling you paul used this word twice we are ambassadors for christ and so what is that saying you know what every one of us this was written to the church not just the ministers not just the pastors but it was written to a church we are supposed to be ambassadors for him and I want you to know that's what we can be today, in this hour. where Whether it's at school, somebody goes, well, well, how come you're not over, how come you're not? Because you know what? I'm. This world is not my home anyway. I'm doing my best, but I'm gonna leave here. I'm gonna take a trip. And you, you say, well, hallelujah. I, I, I feel like sometimes I don't know my purpose I don't know my direction let me tell you your direction have a ministry of reconciliation what does that mean that I tell somebody guess what the Lord's able to touch you the Lord is able to fill you the Lord is able to heal you the Lord is able to change your way of thinking your way of walking the Lord is able oh hallelujah let's stand I just want to thank him for his grace. Back, let's come.